Daily Draft Report. Set your DDR to record now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in. This is Daily Draft Report, your daily dose of prospect information for the NFL Draft. It's brought to you by Campus to Canton. Today's prospect, one of the top prospects that will be in your rookie drafts, I think. We're going to talk about Isaiah Spiller, junior running back in Texas A&M, 6'1", 225 pounds, and my RB1. So tonight, or today we're going to bring on our guest, Austin Nace. How are you doing, Austin? I'm doing good. Thanks for, uh, for having me on here, Dwight. Intro was kind of a train wreck. I was like, da, 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 da. Anyway, we got there. We got there. Might have a couple stops along the way, but we're good. Exactly. All right, we're gonna, we're gonna go through the recruiting profile for for Mister Spiller. He had a he had quite a few offers. Twenty one offers. He had offers from Oklahoma and Alabama. He was a four star guy, the one hundred and fifty second ranked overall player in the two thousand nineteen class from Spring, Texas. He was the ninth running back in that class. Ultimately, chose Texas A&M, and he's had a pretty darn good career ever since. He started quite, a, I think, most of his freshman year, and then sophomore and junior year, had 940 yards, 46 yards freshman year, all the way up to 1,011 this year. One of my things that I love most about him is he had 29 receptions, 20 receptions, and 25 receptions. So he's always been involved in the passing game. Um, scored 10 touchdowns his freshman year, nine last year and seven total this year so i mean he's just been as steady as they come and i love i love the six yard almost six yards per carry average against sec defenses is also fairly impressive i did not i did not pull up any analytics on spiller i i didn't even think about it do you have any anything austin or I, I know people are really concerned and i'm not necessarily a data guy but i i know it well enough to you know, explain my way around the argument if I have to. I know he suffers a lot in things like yards per team rush attempt because that backfield was so split there at Texas A&M. I think that's what a lot of people, you know, if they aren't necessarily a fan of him or are kind of trying to poke some holes in his profile, I think that's kind of where you start um, is just the fact that, you know, this year Devin Achain got over 100 touches um, and they rotated some other guys in there as well. So I think that that gives some people concern. It does not give me concern. I shouldn't, but I mean, if you're looking for something, there's your thing you can point to right away. Right. I actually really love the 174 rushes, 188, 179, you know, enough to show that he could handle the workload without, you know, beating the crap out of them. So, and he yeah, went I over, I mean, really, really he, caught, like that. he caught 20 balls every year. So he goes over 200 touches yeah. every year. It's just not all rushes so i think that is you know an important distinction right. we have to make with him as well all right so austin what traits and attributes does spiller have that you think will make him successful like what do you love about you watch me see him he is the least sexy steady eddie rb1 that i can remember in quite some time and he is my rb1 so that i i, I do really <laughs> really like him um but I, I i don't think he's he's super sexy like he kind of falls in that Najee Harris, Le'Veon Bell, Joe Mixon, like they're very well-rounded prospects, um, you know, all hailing from big schools and, and, and they kind of were the guy at their, their school, but they don't run. They're not going to run a 4 4 They're not going to have crazy jumps. They're not, they're not, they're not going to do any of those things, but they, their well-rounded skill set is I think what sets them apart. 
And I, and I really do think that's the bucket that he falls in. I think, you know, where he can hang his hat early is that receiving ability that we that I just mentioned a, a few minutes ago, where he caught 29 balls as a true freshman in the SEC, followed that up with 20 and 25. I mean, he averaged, you know, eight-plus eight yards per reception. Uh, he only had one receiving touchdown, which is a little weird. Um, I, you know, you'd think maybe he'd have a few more, but he's not really a home run hitter. So I guess that could probably explain some of that. Um, but I think that's where he's going to kind of get on the field early is that receiving ability. And that, that I think allows for some growth into a three down back, kind of like we saw with Le'Veon Bell, where he was kind of a receiving option and a thumper his rookie year before he really grew into, you know, this dynamic guy that you put in the slot and you, you know, created mismatches with linebackers and safeties and, and could do some other things rushing as well. So I do think that we can see that arc from him. And it's really not that hard to imagine him doing that. Right. I totally agree. Like he, he's got the, the skill set to be ready on day one. Like you said, he's not sexy, but man, I just, he's got the right size, you know, a powerful lower body. Uh, he's physical. He, you know, he always, he runs through contact, you know, as, as a pass catcher, he, he's, he's got good hands, really, really soft hands, but he doesn't have like a very refined route tree, but I mean, he gets out in the open and he goes, he doesn't have the breakaway speed, but at the same time, you don't see him get caught a whole lot from behind. So uh, just he, he moves really well. He's not Chris Johnson in terms of your word of him breaking one every time he touches it, but he he does it like consistently right. enough that I think that, you know, that it it can happen. He had one against Alabama this year where they kind of had him bottled up all game in that game that Texas A&M ended up winning. And he eventually just broke one like 60 yards. I mean, so so he definitely can do it. And I think, you know, tied into that. I think he's still kind of developing as an athlete. And that's really weird to say for a lot of these guys as they come into the NFL, because you kind of think, you know, like this is the best shape they're probably ever going to be in. This is a kid who came in as a freshman and was not like he got the job. I think he kind of got the job by default. There wasn't a lot on that roster beyond him. He carried a lot of bad weight, like just visually, you could see it. He didn't move very well. He worked really hard between year one and year two he lost a lot of the bad weight and yet was listed heavier. Like I think he was listed at 220 as a freshman was listed at 225 as a sophomore. And then this year he's listed at 215 on their website. So he like every year is like, he right. basically came in and they said, we're going to get you into shape. He did that. And then he said, okay, we're going to bulk you. And then he kind of slimmed down a little bit and kept a lot of that explosiveness. So I think as an athlete, he's still kind of growing. If he can stay at that 215 to 220 range and not creep up to that 225 ish, I think he's going to be fine athletically in the NFL. I, I don't have a concern that he's a, a Zach Moss-esque running back because that, that line is very thin at times between, you know, between Najee Harris and Zach Moss. Is there anything you see that, that gives you cause for concern? Like, like what, do you, what worries you about his game? Yeah, I mean, I, I, like athletically, you know, he's not amazing. I don't think it necessarily matters for running right. backs, but, you know, that could – like I'm interested to see what he runs at the combine. I really hope he doesn't shoot himself in the foot there. I could see him showing up and running like a four six three, and that would hurt him a little yeah. bit in the eyes of the NFL. Not that this is a really great deep running back class, but um, you'd have to think that that would hurt. But that's that's really my only concern. Like I don't have that many more. Like I think he's physical when he needs to be. I think he has, you know, a pretty solid feel for the position. He's got nice, he's got nice vision. He's, he can, you know, be patient. He can, he understands how to set blocks up. Like, I think a lot of the things that a mature running back does, he, he does. And, you know, it, so if you want to question his athletic ability, I think that's where you, you point. But 
and and like I said, you know, at this to kind of start this thing off, the people were concerned that he never really handled like a 250 rush season. But I just don't think he was asked to do that. And he still hit over 200 touches every year in college. So I, I don't have concerns there, even though some people might. Right. Yeah, I do think that's the big concern because I can see him not running well. His acceleration is definitely not, you know, one of his strong suits. When he's forced to change direction and, and accelerate, you see it. You know, he doesn't have that pop that some of those guys do. You know, he doesn't just shoot out of a cannon. But it's, it's not slow. I mean, it's definitely not slow, but it's definitely not, you know, what, what you really like to see. So, But other than that, I, I, he's definitely a north-south guy. When he tries to go east-west, you know, he doesn't It does, doesn't look right. You know, he's a guy that's, you know, one cut, two cut, get out, get out, get up field. So, yeah. I do think he benefits that this is not a overly athletic running back class. So I don't think he will stand out negatively compared to his peers with what right. he runs. Like I don't, you know, Brees Hall is not a burner. Kenneth Walker is not a burner. Um, any of these top guys, you know, even Kyron Williams, who's a little smaller, I, w- I wouldn't call him a burner per se. So, you know, I don't think he'll be left in the dust by a really fast running back group. So I do think that will play uh, to his advantage as well here. Right. Very, very true. All right, and then I like to look at the NFL mock draft database just to see kind of where other analysts are taking him. And he's going in the late first round quite a bit. The Bills seems like a very sexy place, which I would absolutely love. Um, I think they need, you know, I think what they try to get with Singletary, what they try to get with Moss, every he can roll all that up in and, and he can take over for them. Uh, the Dolphins, I don't, yeah, Dolphins is another one. The Buccaneers, is there any of those that really strike your fancy as a great landing spot or, or is there any better ones you can think of? The only other one that I toss in that group that I think is comparable is, would be Atlanta. I think, though, you know, Atlanta, Miami and the Bills are kind of going to be the three that if you really like a running back prospect and you're, you know, trying to mock in, in, to a spot, I think those are the three that you're <laughs> going to point to. Um, and it would not shock me if he goes to one of those three teams. I think they all have the need. Um, Atlanta, he could be the guy, you know, basically the Mike Davis role this year. I, I think that would suit him very well. Miami doesn't have a guy like that, and the Bills are have been the Bills. So Josh Allen's been their running back. So I think you go to any of those and at least get 50% share of that backfield right away and probably even a little bit more. There's several on here to the Buccaneers. That that may not be a bad spot either because they don't have – Fournette is not signed next year, is he? I don't believe so. He's not. It still would not shock me if he returns there, though. Like, it seems like there's a oh, pretty yeah. good rapport between them. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But behind behind them, there's not that much. I mean, there's Rojo, Keyshawn Vaughn. I don't think. Right. I think Rojo's a free agent, right? Um, yes, so, yeah. Is. Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, that to, to fill that role in, I, I, I could see that as well. All right, Austin. Thank you. Can you tell everybody uh, where they can find you, what you're working on? You can find everything that I do. I don't have a spiel. It's like 10 seconds. Um, <laughs> everything I do at campusdecanton.com. I do the Campus to Canton podcast, Debbie Debate, which is a, a show we have over there as well. Um, and then I do all my writing and everything there. Um, so literally anything you ever want to hear from me, go over there. If you never want to hear from me again, don't go over there. But that, that's where you can find everything that I do. And I'm <laughs> at Debbie so- Deets on Twitter. I almost forgot that <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, you can find me at FF People's Champ on Twitter. Also working at Campus to Canton. Uh, do a little bit with the nerds still, mostly editing stuff though. Try to do some prospect cut-ups, but I have not done one in about two months. I, I've kind of fallen off that. 
Um, you can find this podcast at Daily Draft RPRT. Thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you tomorrow.